0: Welcome to HIPAA Talk. Total HIPAA Compliance, host of this podcast, helps health insurance agents, employers who offer health benefits plans, business associates, and healthcare providers complete the required HIPAA documentation through our HIPAA Prime service. We also provide online HIPAA training. Drew Green, the Director of Information Technology and Security Services for Thomas, Judy, and Tucker, a North Carolina-based CPA and professional services firm, talks with Jason Karn, Chief Compliance Officer for Total HIPAA. Mr. Green discusses if a penetration test has identified vulnerabilities, what are the skill sets needed to close the holes in your network? How frequently should a penetration test be conducted? And what is the best way to implement the recommended changes discovered in the penetration test?
1: You had mentioned that you don't offer any remediation services. So what do you recommend for a smaller to medium-sized company that you may have found a couple of issues there? Sure. So yeah,
2: there's um in the, the Triangle area of North Carolina, uh, where we're headquartered, uh, there are several different IT service providers. Uh, one of whom uh, we generally recommend uh, to our customers if they're looking for somebody to help just with remediation or potentially to take over their ongoing IT services. And uh, we are very upfront with everybody, saying you know uh, this is just a recommendation based on what. The good work we've seen out of this company, there's no, you know, kickbacks or nothing like that. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we want to recommend somebody that we think will be able to provide the right work. Since even if you have uh, full-time in-house IT, uh, a lot of times uh, security projects are not in their realm of expertise. So having a firm provide, uh, you know, security-specific project services uh, is the best option.
1: So in a situation like that, would do you think it would be better to, let's say you're thinking about making a, a transition or, or setting, you know, is it best to go ahead and make that transition to the new provider and then do a penetration test or is it better to do the penetration test so that you can take a report to a service provider and say, here are my issues and this is what I need fixed?
2: Um, I would say that. Uh If you are actively looking to switch IT providers it would probably be best to hold off until after that transition has taken place since uh, essentially penetration testing is looking to uncover any vulnerabilities that might be created uh, through changes to the network or through you know whatever's been going on uh, since the last time you had an assessment so Mm -hmm. Uh, If you are looking to make a lot of changes to the network, if you do a penetration test ahead of time, it's not going to necessarily be the same when all is said and done with the transition. Uh, When new companies come in, oftentimes they switch firewalls and uh, things like that to uh, vendors that they're familiar with. And that will involve configuring for the first time these new firewalls and things like that and lots of other software, maybe antivirus and other security focused products so the the penetration test would be most helpful after you've sort of set everything up the way that you
1: would like to have it long term okay how often should a company be looking to do a penetration test is this something you should do annually biannually you know what 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 do you recommend as far as because you know one time is great but what do you do going forward
2: yeah the um the second that something changes within your network uh there's always the potential that it opens up a vulnerability so uh yeah the penetration testing while not done obviously every single day is something that should not be done once and then forgotten about indefinitely um i generally recommend for my clients because they are uh you know Sometimes stretching smaller budgets. I re- usually recommend every two to three years they have their assessments done. Uh, if you're a larger company, or if you if this is um, really something that you guys have decided is uh, you know worth factoring into your annual budget, I would recommend doing it on, on an annual basis uh, to be sure that you guys are uh, still just as secure as you were the last time.
1: Okay. Uh, and when you say like major changes, you're talking like upgrades in operating systems, changes in firewall configurations, maybe, cha- you know, any any upgrades like major upgrades in software or that kind of stuff.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. If you guys are say switching from one particular vendor of network equipment to another, or you're implementing new servers either because the old ones are antiquated or the you guys are just at that life cycle in the uh, server deployments uh, or what have you, any anything that is going to potentially open up a hole.
1: Right. So what are what are some of the common challenges you see that organizations face after they've executed a penetration test? Do you do you have people going, geez, you've given me a list of things, I don't even know where to begin, or you know, what are some of the challenges that these companies run into?
2: So one of the uh, benefits of the uh, service that we provide is that the report not only lists out our recommendations, but it also puts it out in a schedule based on severity. So if we see that there are uh, five items that are critical, we recommend that these are addressed in you know the next 30, 60, 90, however many days uh, we think is reasonable for this. So that way uh, they do know where to start. Uh, but one of the uh, biggest challenges is really... Convincing uh, management to invest in the recommendations because, like I mentioned earlier, security is not cheap, and the assessment might be the inexpensive part of the overall security overhaul. If that's uh, if that's the direction that's needed to go, uh, so uh, a finding the expertise either in house or uh, externally to to implement these changes. B finding Uh, the time and see, you know, just uh, setting the budget aside for this, whether it means you need to purchase software or hardware, or just, uh, you know, consulting hours. uh, Those are some of the biggest uh, hurdles. Uh, Oftentimes, also, security is inconvenient. uh, You know, uh, imp- something like implementing two-factor authentication, which is uh, adding another step to the login process, either, say, via text message or a notification on your phone that you have to click OK on, that kind of thing. Uh, that's inconvenient. Uh, now, in my opinion, it's not very inconvenient, but it is. it does add more steps to the login process for whatever you're trying to secure. Uh There's a lot of resistance to that, and that's why it's really important that upper management uh, be supportive of the changes that are uh, being proposed and that this isn't the uh, project of a sole IT employee because, uh, you know, changing the firewall a little bit or replacing it with a different brand or have you that's all well and good but uh doing something that the users see that changes their workflow and might take them a little more time to do something that's going to get a lot of pushback so if your ceo is behind the changes and is supportive of that uh in the name of better security well uh the buck stops there if your uh help desk guy is the one suggesting that we implement all this stuff because uh we had an assessment done uh that's gonna have a lot more pushback and be
1: a lot harder of a sell within the organization as a whole. Yeah, we, we discussed that a lot about how it's really important to have open communication and clear communication with staff to making make sure that you're not putting in uh you know restrictions that are too onerous, as well as, you know, explaining software, explaining how things the process of how things are gonna are gonna work and maybe you know, maybe staff can help come up with a plan of how that you know uh, ways that can make it a little bit more efficient uh, while keeping that security in place. Um, in hopes that you know they can say, hey, you know, if it's going to take me five steps to do something, that's not going to work because of the, you know that means that every day that's going to add an extra you know hour of time that just for authentication purposes. Maybe there's a way we can fix that to make that a little bit make streamline that a little bit better for everybody. So. Well maintaining um, security, which is always difficult
2: yeah just to just to add to that uh, one of the biggest challenges is uh implementing security after the fact, so by having if you're implementing a new system and then trying to bolt on some kind of security feature later on, uh, it's going to be inherently more complicated than incorporating security from the get-go. Uh, oftentimes, this is important when designing software or some kind of a uh, other system. But uh, for any company that's replacing, say, say you're replacing your uh, email system or uh, remote access solution, VPN, that kind of thing... Uh, it's going to be best to keep security in the forefront of your mind when uh, evaluating and selecting your new solution. Uh, if you need to figure out some security in two years from now t- to work with that, that's, it's going to be a lot harder than implementing everything from the start. Uh, at mm-hmm. the same time, uh it's going to be a lot easier to get users to adopt security changes that come in waves, potentially. So that's sort of uh, also go- goes against what I just said a little bit. But uh, you know, in, in my experience, if you uh, if you have uh, say my penetration test report that lists uh, say three different phases of recommended changes, uh, you know, six months, twelve months, and eighteen months. If you make a bunch of changes in the first, or excuse me, make a change or two in the first six months that are that the users are aware of well it might be easier to get them to adopt it and then if you add some more stuff on 12 months from now uh, that, you know they'll just tack this on uh, having incremental change for the user uh, facing stuff uh, helps them better adopt it since they're not being hit with a billion changes all at once but uh, finding Finding the, the best balance is a huge challenge, but it, it really also depends on exactly what those risks or vulnerabilities are, uh, and that's that's why having a trusted IT provider, either in-house or uh, outsourced, is important because they can help determine, uh, you know, what is feasible and what is most important. Uh, we do our best to recommend uh, fixes that are cost-effective and. You know, uh, immediately beneficial, but uh, other times businesses might only want to pick one of, say, the top three recommendations to implement because of whatever reason. And so that's why working with an IT provider that they trust is so important.
0: We hope you enjoyed this installment of HIPAA Talk. If you have any questions you would like to communicate with our experts, you can find us on Twitter at TotalHIPAA or our website, www dot or email us at info at